0: Hi, welcome to the show. My name's Brendan. Uh, I'll be joined by my co-host and business partner, Jay. Now we've worked in the fast food industry for over 15 years now. And like everyone I think in the fast food industry, we got really frustrated with our careers and our our lives in general, working crazy hours for, for someone else. So we decided that we would just go all in and open up our own store. So this show is all about um, life in the fast food industry and our adventure of trying to open up our own shop. Um, At least trying to get it open. Anyway, this is the first episode. We had a lot of fun recording it. Hi, welcome to the show my name is Brendan Uh, I'll be joined by my co-host and business partner Jay now we've worked in the fast food industry for over 15 years now and like everyone I think in the fast food industry we got really frustrated with our careers and our our lives in general working crazy hours for, for someone else so we decided that we would just go all in and open up our own store So this show is all about um, life in the fast food industry and our adventure of trying to open up our own shop. Um, At least trying to get it open. Anyway, this is the first episode. We had a lot of fun recording it. Okay, with me is my co-host Jay. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: (laughs) That's good. Um, So we've both worked in the fast food industry. For over fifteen years,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and now we've decided to open up our own, our own business. Yep. How did we get here? <laughs>
1: um, I think my reasons for how we get here would be different to your reasons why we get here. Yeah. Um. So for me, I think um. Where we left off, we both work for a well-known fast food restaurant, and. We put a lot of hours and a lot of time into that. And I think we felt like, well, I felt like the reward didn't weigh the results as such. So um, I, I was sick of working for everyone else. I believed I needed better work-life balance. Um, And when you're a part of a franchise, especially being a part of a franchise for so long and managing and overseeing multiple stores, you you want an opportunity because you think you can do it better to uh, influence decisions and stuff in your own way, not yeah. necessarily how you're told to do it. Yeah. Um.
0: I think that's something that, like, a lot of people in the industry will feel.
1: Yeah, I think it's very relatable. I think that, that you can't, you can't, hide the fact that anyone who well not anyone but most people who start their their own business it is to feed part of their ego they yeah. think they can do it better yeah, and i yeah. think that's something we <laughs> <believed>. <laughs> We think that uh, throughout the our our steps through qsr or quick service retail or the the fast food industry we often found ourselves judging the processes or the directors of the Business, yeah, and we, or you as an operator, and me as a processor, we still <laughs> judged.
0: We've done some quizzes. Yeah, we've done some
1: quizzes. Yeah, <laughs> um, we we judge those above us, thinking that we could yeah do it better. I think there's just one other thing for me, and that was I feel like I missed a lot of opportunities starting so late, but that's me putting a time frame on when I felt I should have done it. Um, But there is a big gap between being able to own your own business, whether that's through a franchise or starting yourself. And I think that's something I really want to try and give back or bridge the gap of if I can in the future.
0: What do, you, what do you mean to help other people?
1: Yeah, so for example, like buying into a well-known franchise, it, it can cost you 250000 say, to get into it, but you might need half a million in assets. And no 18 to 24, 25-year-old has that behind them unless, you know, mum and dad or they've been really, you know, lucky in life, they, they don't have that. Mm. But a lot of people that age will work hard and sacrifice a lot for somebody else and maybe it might be more sustainable to society to give them an opportunity while they're so young to do this and set up their, their life. So maybe throughout our journey, we'll be able to find a way if it's not through franchising ourselves, but to funding, helping other people start their own business.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we'd like to, um, talk, talk everyone through sort of what we're doing with, um, starting our own business, you know, the highs and the lows and what actually it all entails. Um, and, yeah, hopefully, maybe inspire some uh younger people out there to do the same thing
1: these days there's a very very small amount of people that aren't disrupting an industry they're they're taking something that's already current and they're
0: So, so um just for everyone yeah. else out there disrupting is a is a good thing
1: disrupting is a good thing disrupting is a good thing you you take something about a business or an industry and you put your your own point of difference on it and that's disrupting the industry Mm. um whether you're successful or not is how you disrupt it and how you create it and create the foundations of it so we're, we're taking you know a bit of the healthy alternative side of eating and the quick service side of of eating and we're disrupting that field as such by creating a rat business yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so um we're opening our very first door in yarrabilba and it's called that rat place and we are focusing on trying to provide healthier alternatives so i want to make sure i say because i say this to everyone <laughs> it is not healthy food it's healthier options so like you always say, it's nutritionally balanced. Yes. So the the biggest, I guess, misconception between you know healthy stores is that everyone will come into, say for example, the big franchise with the the yellow letters and and go, whatever I choose in here is healthy.
0: Yeah, but it, it is not.
1: But it is not. <laughs> it's far from healthy. The
0: lettuce is very sugary. <laughs>
1: But they've created. They've done so well with their marketing and their branding and their doctors and associates. Yeah. Yeah. That. Now we know who we're talking about. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well. uh, Whatever. (laughs) Um, That they. uh, That they've created this perception. uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because people are buying salads. They're getting salads in their sandwich. They think, well, everything's healthy then.
1: But you know, it's processed.
0: Yeah, everything's everything's very processed and salty, and the reason we say that what we want to do is uh, gives people healthy choices. It's like we will be you know offering bacon, but that bacon is not healthy. So
1: yeah, so that's the point around healthier choices, healthier alternatives. But you know, like the chicken, we will cook daily
0: mm, in um, an oven, not a deep fryer.
1: Yeah, and then we'll have like roast veg and. And we have lots of, like, vegan options and dairy-free options and gluten-free options with the salads. So mm. we're trying to be more health-conscious, create more awareness around not necessarily yelling, hey, everyone needs to eat healthier, but, hey, just be aware of what we're putting in our mouths and, and yeah. what you're choosing and how it contributes to your diet. And
0: Yeah, and, you know, you can't just live off salad. You know, everyone needs proteins and, you know... Some types of dairy, if um, you like that.
1: We're digressing. Uh, We are digressing. Anyway, we're digressing. Anyway, yeah, so we're opening a wrap and salad shop. And people are confused about this because not many people see wraps as a main meal. They see, like, burgers as a main meal and wraps as normally as a side mm. um, or a small bit down the bottom section of a menu. But wraps will be our main product and then, obviously, salads. And uh, we don't necessarily have a set menu, which is something we mould over quite a yeah. few times.
0: Yeah. We, we, what we want to do is we want everyone to create their own uh, we want people to come up with names for them or their different combinations. Um, so we yeah we really want um, this not just to be our place. We want it sort of a, a community place where everyone can um, make it their own.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna get some t-shirts branded and we're gonna use social media a lot uh, to communicate with our customers. And we're we're gonna have the is it a slogan as such? Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have the slogan. I believe we agreed on. Um, create it, snap it, share it. So, create your order, take a photo of it, and then share it through social media, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with uh, your work colleagues, your gym partner, whoever it may be, um, and give everyone an opportunity to to try what, what your combinations are.
0: Yeah, and you know, down the track, um, the most popular ones, they might end up going up on, on a big menu.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're I think we're like we're similar in a way, if you were to compare us to anyone, not our actual product, but the setup and the process of the ordering system, we're quite like a um a cold rock as such. So yeah. majority true, yeah. of people that order Cold Rock will go in, they'll create their own combinations, they tell everyone why it's the best and and that's how it is. Yeah. We're going to have the same thing. We'll have a little pick slip and you just tick what you want. Uh, there's unlimited combinations. Yeah. And um, and that's kind of how the process of, of our shop will work.
0: Okay, let's take a bit of a break. And we're back.
1: So as we said before, we created this podcast or started this podcast because we are in the middle of opening our own store yeah and it's been a really unpredictable roller coaster ride for us
0: yeah we did not we thought we'd be open by now
1: (laughs) and I, i think the hardest thing for us is you think you have the perception that you have all this experience in the industry and you're ticking off all these boxes But you've got no idea what the, you know, the 10, the 15 steps are that come before what you normally do in your industry.
0: Yeah. Like right now, we're not even in our industry. We're in construction, basically.
1: Yeah. (laughs) We're in in
0: like, um, what do you call it, like uh, selling houses or...
1: uh, or... Yeah. So I, I think like for us, we went through a low point. We definitely went through a low point. Pull it, bring it back together. Brennan's lost himself here. We, we went through a low point of this um, a- emotional roller coaster. And I think through that, I turned to social media, podcasts, YouTubes to try and sort my head out as such. But the whole time, what I was looking for is information for people who had started their own business. So I could try and relate or get some information or just tell myself, we'll get some more reassurance that it's okay. What I was doing, what I was yeah. feeling was going to be okay. And there's nothing out there.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. There isn't really like you don't realize how many, um, different forms and things you have to fill out for the council and get all that approved. You don't understand
1: leasing, leasing,
0: everything that goes into that. Um, what I want to say is first off, um, uh, if you are looking to start up your own thing, what you should do is not quit your job.
1: Yeah. Definitely don't quit your That's job. That's
0: the most important thing.
1: <laughs> we prematurely quit our we, job. Yes. <laughs> and we've been broke for a long <laughs> time.
0: I quit my job to go into another job and then that didn't work out. So I thought I'm gonna let's just let's just actually do this now. We've been talking about it for ages. And I was like, well let's just do it now. So, so how
1: about how about we kinda of give him a step by step process yeah. of kind of what went wrong As in like what steps we took and how to do them better in the future. So first step we took was let's quit our job. Yeah. Do not do that. Don't
0: need a job. We're too busy starting this store.
1: Yes. Second thing was uh, we went straight into picking a store location or flicking through a store location before realizing what the requirements were that we needed.
0: Yeah. We thought, oh, this is great. This is a blank slate of a of a unit this is going to be perfect for us so it's going to be so easy to fit it out absolutely not (laughs)
1: what what i would say is look at your local government websites and check what their requirements are for for example you you have to know your industry so even developers of units who want um fast food or small businesses like cafes and sandwich shops to come into their premises they don't even know that you need a grease trap and Mm. they they believe that they have a 2000 liter grease trap so that will house and and source waste for five units but there's local council requirements that cap certain units at certain waste levels so just check that because that's something we didn't look into and that was i think that was our first learning curve other than quitting our job, is that a grease trap, this thousand litre container in many shapes and sizes actually costs
0: like Twenty thousand, twenty to thirty thousand. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's the difference. We're going. Oh my god! Guess what? We found this awesome location in yeah. the city center, and it's only three hundred dollars a week rent, and it's an amazing. <laughs> and then it's finding this other location that's also amazing. It's got high footfall, but it's an extra twenty to thirty thousand a year in rent. Yeah, and we were like, oh my god, this is crazy. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, choose the cheaper <laughs> well, rent option. Why
0: would you? Yeah.
1: And then we realised that a grease trap...
0: Is a, is a big trap.
1: It's a big trap. It, a, it costs a, a lot of money.
0: Yeah,
1: trap. it's an investment. So if I was you and you were going into food and you have to have a grease trap, check the requirements. And unless you got a spare 30K sitting in the bank on top of your capital, don't go for a unit that hasn't got a grease trap. It's a big no-no.
0: Yeah, grease traps I feel are ruining the food industry at the moment and doing wonders for the plumbing industry.
1: They are disrupting the plumbing industry in a good yes. way and disrupting the food industry in a terrible Whoever way. Whoever
0: came up with that idea, oh my God.
1: Councils. Okay, Yes. so that's step two. Step, step two. one, don't quit your job. Step two, two. grease, grease traps, traps, local licensing. Yes,
0: make sure it's not just uh, you're able to connect to it, make sure it's already connected to the plumbing.
1: Okay, step three. What do you, what do you reckon, step three?
0: Step three is... Uh, Read the lease properly and make sure you communicate with the landlord properly as well. And make sure that what you believe is written on the lease is also what they believe is written on the lease.
1: Yeah. So, that's it. let's explain our process because I think yeah. our process is a little bit unique.
0: Yes, I do no know else goes through
1: this. We, we found a unit in Yarrabilba and we, um, we called through yeah And said, is a unit available and we spoke to an agent and you you have to do what's called an offer to lease, so pretty much it's just a handshake it's nothing too serious it's it's you tell that agent what you want or what you're willing to pay for that unit they'll They'll send it to the landlord uh or whoever's responsible for managing the unit. You'll go back and forth a little bit and then you'll come to an agreement yeah um so within our offer to lease you know we specified certain things that all plumbing works were to be done and yep. and what we our percentage rent increase would be each year blah 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 etc 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 anyway what happened was as this went down the food chain or up the food, food chain, chain yeah. uh Interpretation
0: yeah there's a lot of uh Chinese whispers going on
1: yeah and, and and the the guy in charge who who gives the money and pays the bills and signs the documents, his interpretation of plumbing is different to our interpretation of plumbing
0: yeah. so we, when we say uh, we want uh, all the plumbing to be connected, um he believes that is yeah, you can connect to the plumbing, sure. <laughs>
1: We're not actually doing it for you. (laughs) That's the difference.
0: Do you know how expensive that is?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I think offer to lease comes first before the actual lease. Make sure in your offer to lease, it's written down, not just over the phone. It's very clear, very specific. Mm -hmm. Don't leave anything open to interpretation. And whatever you do, don't progress forward if you're not happy with your reply.
0: Yeah, because you will be stuck with... Five years at least uh, of rent to pay on a place you can't even open yet.
1: Yeah. Okay. Second thing in regards to the lease, not just the offer to lease and being um very specific, is leases do not take a week.
0: No, we do not. <laughs> we thought leases take just a
1: week. Just because you've
0: signed something doesn't mean you're all good to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, w- I would allow like a month to two months for a lease. Yeah any agent or any landlord to tell you we're going to get this done really really, really quickly it's going to be so fast you'll be in in 2 weeks we'll be done yeah that's not true it's got to go through so many legal channels especially um food and retail you need financial reports uh, you need legal advice reports it all take time different yeah. people signing and reading your financials so Again, don't quit your job. Quit Even your job. when you find a place and yep. you've done an offer to lease and you send through after many negotiations of reading the lease, you send through your final copy signed. Don't quit your job because you're still waiting another two to three weeks for everybody else to sign it, send it back, agree, and register it. Yeah,
0: because if someone owns a commercial property, you will actually never meet that person. Uh, you won't meet the person who works for them and the person who works for them. Um. That's how much of a big sort of corporation it is with people who own...
1: Major developments. Major developments,
0: yeah. Yeah. So it's going to take time and they do not care.
1: Just a little side note, I think. If you can avoid a new build unless you're getting a really good deal, I'd go for an established unit because there's already water connected to the unit. There's already some electricity in there. You can just get those trades in to do a little bit of fiddling, add a couple of lines, uh, add a bit of hot water system, and you already got your foundations in place. Mm. When you start with a new build, you're dealing with all these new forms. You need development approvals, building approvals. Everything
0: needs an application to the council, then an approval to the council. All that costs hundreds and hundreds of dollars.
1: Yeah, so if you can try and stick to a unit, and and don't forget that there's not necessarily negatives to that. There's also bonuses, and it's that's um, if, if there was tenants in that premises beforehand, the chance are you'll pick up some of their footfall. You might yeah. you might not pick up everything, but you'll pick up some of their footfall. And if your product or your service is good enough, then you'll gain them mm. as foot traffic.
0: Yeah, just because you know it isn't set out exactly how you dreamed it. Doesn't mean it's not going to work. It's not going to be great.
1: That's what trades are for.
0: Yeah. It's the best option.
1: Okay. So, step one, don't quit your job. Step two. Grease traps. Step three, leases still don't quit your job. (laughs) Um, Step four.
0: Oh, what would you say I V I then? Dealing with tradesmen?
1: I think that's kind of the position that we're in, dealing, dealing with, with tradesmen. Men, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I made a recent comment to Brendan and I said to him, I'm not this way inclined at all, but I do most of the negotiating in regards to trades and getting quotes. Yeah, And it's been so many weeks of getting five ten quotes from the same trades and hearing the same things but the only thing that's different is the price yeah, you yeah. could ask for plumbing to be done and you, you get a guy that comes in and goes, yeah, it's cheap, it's easy, it can do it in two days, it's done. You get the quote back and it's like $8,000. Yeah. Then you get a guy that comes in and says it's complicated and oh, he, he can't start for another two weeks and you were meant to open last week and then <laughs> all of a sudden it's $3,000 but he doesn't want to sign any forms because he doesn't want to be held responsible. <laughs> it's just this insane process. But it got to the point that... I did feel and I still do feel that because I'm a female dealing with them I feel like they take yeah. they take the piss a little bit in regards to the the total price. Mm. I feel like if you were a more dominant figure or even if you had more terminology yeah. in that field yeah. they would Tend to not have such variances between pricing, maybe I shouldn't say female, maybe I should say I should have better terminology yeah. in the field.
0: If you seem to know what you're doing, if you know that um this particular thing has a phalange or not, then you will be able to it's a reference you will be able to um talk. You better talk them down on fries for sure. And they're not going to go after you. But um,
1: And never take your first quote. Never, yeah. ever, ever take your first quote. You're not disloyal to anyone by not taking the first quote. You're actually smart. If you trust the first person, the first person you employ, the first person that tells you what to do, the, the first person, your first customer or whatever, that, that's just one person's opinion on their service or on your product. You need yeah. to make sure you get multiple opinions. Yeah,
0: because um, also when you think about it, some people will actually... Um, what some people will do, they'll, they'll charge you more because they don't want to do the job. So they'll just over quote you to try and just blow you blow you off instead of just saying sorry i can't do it so you have to be careful for that
1: and that's painful also Mm -hmm. on the flip side you can get you can get a company we got a company to quote our signage and that we felt a little bit of loyalty to them because they were the first people to come back they're local in the area which you know we want to help the community within our area and they gave us the best quote the best price the best quote and they were really responsive and then there was very determined other company who wanted to do it and we just said sorry you know we had an amazing prize from this company they come straight back with not only will we match it but we will beat it yeah and then you then make a decision to
0: yeah, who, do you who go do you with
1: go that with now? Yeah, yeah, we stuck to the the original price only because it was from the local community, and that's something we really want to focus yeah, on. Yeah,
0: that was just something important to us. So I guess you have to think about what's what's important to you. Is it the price? Is it who's actually doing it? Um, you know, if you can afford to have some kind of leeway with that, then sometimes it's nice to be able to do that.
1: And I think like we're not there yet, but this is something. I think that we need to make sure we reassure ourselves of and and don't rush. We will open when we open yeah. uh if we're we're at the end point now and we're so close yet there's still so many barriers in front of us, I think we find ourselves going, well, we'll choose this option because it's quicker and it's cheaper, and we'll be open earlier, but long term we might need to pull all our equipment out and redo our floors if we choose the wrong option yeah. or. You know, like a couple of dollars in the first week, or no dollars in the first week, but a quality flooring or quality tiling. Um, that is the safest and best option in the long run. So even when you get really close to that finishing mark, slow down, reassure yourself, you will get there when you need to get there. But don't lose your quality or your view or what your brand is by cutting mm. a few corners to get there that little bit quicker. Yeah,
0: and, and on that as well, um, when this has something to do with the lease as well, but when you are negotiating your lease, you know, you're going to get a few incentives um, if you play your cards right, Do not put um, the landlord doing any of the works. I would say in that. I would say just take as much money as you can, as much rent-free periods, because they are not going to um, get the the good kind of work done that that you want, that you would do if it was your place.
1: So to elaborate on that, just to clarify that in our lease, we yeah to make sense of that uh, we opted for two options we took a little bit of cash a smaller amount of cash but we asked that the landlord fit out half of our shop fit now he has a set period of time to do that and he's not doing it to the best quality because he doesn't see us. He's never seen us and he won't ever see the shop. He's just sending in the cheapest trades to do it at different times. Yeah. Um, and we can't, it's a part of the lease and it will be a part of your lease too, we can't interfere with any lesser work. So we can't turn up and tell the painter that he's a shoddy painter and he's doing it wrong. Yeah. But obviously in that point, um, we will have to hit take a handover from that unit and we do have cracked plastering and bad painting. So don't don't be scared either to say, you need to fix this before we hand over because Mm. that's a part of their works. Don't just accept it again because you don't want to say anything or because you want to rush to get open and you know that might delay you a week or two.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's okay to be that customer in McDonald's who didn't get enough ketchup, you know what I mean? Sometimes or not pickles Pickles. yeah or you got pickles you didn't want them (laughs) you know what i mean you have to get what you ordered sometimes
1: so i think that i think that's it for now where we're at um obviously like we'd like to hear
0: if anyone else is going through this kind of thing as well who else is starting up their own business who else wants to if you do what would you want to do like what kind of business would you want to start
1: yeah, any experiences you have or any perceptions of how you think it might go, whether it's easy, hard, smoother than us, you know, a harder transition than us. Um, and we'll obviously keep you updated as we cross that finish line and yeah. and start our race. and See how we go, yeah. See how we go. All
0: right.
1: Thanks. Thanks.